Well, hello there, Meow Mentors. It's Cat Lady Justin, where we, and this is the Kitty Boss, where we pick, pamper, and protect your practically perfect pussycat for a lifetime of unconditional love. I apologize for starting a half hour late, but uh, we have had major technical difficulties, which seem to now be okay and resolved. So we're going to do our best to uh, get on with the show, as it were. And uh, without further ado, I'm going to bring in our favorite cat behaviorist, Dr. Rachel Geller. Uh, Dr. Rachel, oh, uh, all cats all the time president and cat behaviorist. So yeah, all cats all the time is a nonprofit organization. For those of you who may not have the finance or may not think you can afford to have a cat because there are financial barriers, all cats all the time can help you with the resources and the stuff that you need so that you can have a cat. But Dr. Rachel, welcome uh, to the show. It's nice to see you. Nice to see you too. Pleasure to be here. And as I said to everyone, I apologize for being late. So we have a few things. I, I actually have a few sort of uh, questions that we can address for this month. Um, and in addition to that, uh, we I was going to have a guest on, but because of my difficulties and lateness, I believe she's no longer able to join us. She might be. Um, I don't I don't know. Uh, but uh, that is uh, entirely my fault. So I apologize to her. And hopefully she can, you know, come back another time or something like that. So I have a list of questions and we'll go through them rather quickly today because we'll do a short show. If you're listening to this uh, instead of watching this live and it's not the season of summer, it's no problem because these will be relevant to you no matter when they are. Now, the day we're recording this happens to be uh, National Photographer or World Photography Day. So I hope that everybody saw my posts today and can share their favorite and best photos of cats, uh, of their cats, ideally, because uh, as we know, that's our favorite type of photo. And another bizarre coincidence is that little statue, that white cat, porcelain cat you have behind you, I saw in a shop here in the UK uh, today. So I saw a very similar one. I don't know if it's the same because it's in the background, but I saw a very similar one. It's also National Bee Day, so uh, or World Bee Day. Bees are a very important part of our ecosystem. I love honey and uh, local honey, local raw honey is uh, one of the known cures for allergies. So yes. honey is valuable and bees are super valuable. But we need to be careful with our cats so they don't get stung. But we also need to be careful with our cats so they don't go and eat the cute little bumblebees and contribute to the decimation of the bee population. So uh, I just wanted to get that out there because it's Bee Day. Yesterday, I believe, was also Black Cat Day. So we love our black cats and all our friends out there who have black cats are amazing. So without further ado, shall we go in and, and talk about some of these uh, questions that came up today that I that uh, uh, is probably going to be featured in an article in the press soon, but I think we're going to preempt this um, because uh, the article will have a veterinarian addressing it, and I think we should address it from the perspective of cat behaviorists because there's the medical view, or what, in, in the UK we're big on separating the medical model from the social model of things, whether it's human conditions or whatever. So there's, there'll be the medical answer for that, and that's great, but I think we should talk about it from a social and behavioral side of things. So the first question is, what type of body language does a happy cat display? Now, the theme is happiness. So uh, Rachel, do you, I'll, I'll talk about this too, but should you get a, do you want to get us started? 
Sure. So、um, yeah, cats are amazing communicators, and they do use both their minds and their bodies together to communicate with us. So if we can tune into their body signals, we can really develop a, an even closer bond with our cats. So、um, for body language, let's start with the tail. So a、mm-hmm. tail that's up and erect, and sometimes it may even have a little curl at the top. That's a sign that your cat is happy. Your cat is content. If you don't know that cat and the cat has her tail up, you know that cat is approachable. It's okay to come a little bit closer.、Um, the interesting thing about cat body language is ninety percent of it comes down to distance increasing or distance decreasing. So you can come closer or stop. You're close enough. I don't want you any closer. But so start off with the tail. A tail that's upright,、um, erect. Um, little curl at the top, not down on the floor or down between the cat's legs. That's a sign of approachability, trust, and contentment. We could also look at the cat's ears. Ears that are up and erect mean that a cat is happy and content, as opposed to ears that are in a T position or ears that are rolled back and down. Those are all signs that the cat is agitated, perhaps ready to go into battle. But ears that are up and erect are. A very good sign that the cat is happy and content. And look in、okay. general at the cat's body. You know, if the cat's body is really twitchy, if the cat's body is tense, then you know that that cat may be agitated or fearful. But nice, soft、um, body muscles and a relaxed、mm-hmm. um, body in general are very good signs that the cat is feeling feeling okay. And you know, well, for example, you- yesterday I、uh, Charlotte sleeping on the sofa. And I walk up to her, and she wakes up, and she sees me, and I put my face next to hers. She starts purring. I think she's a happy cat. Yes, purr <laughs> is a sure、uh, fire sign. In most cases, that your cat is happy. Vocalizations like trills and chirps and meows are, you know, very good signs that the cat is happy and connected with you.、Um, looking at the eyes, a cat who does a slow blink is a、mm. cat who's showing you trust. So there are all kinds of body signals that will indicate that the cat is is happy and trusting. So those are great body language cues. Now I, I we have a few more questions to address, and we'll do them quickly. But、um, the person who was going to join us, her name is April. April Redbird.、Uh, she's on Facebook. She deals with graphic design, and she's quite、uh, she's quite a mentor herself in her area of expertise. But in this realm, we're obviously dealing with cats, and she is a cat. Like we are, and she has an absolutely gorgeous thing. It looks like a gray and、uh, light gray and white Charlotte. You know, it's like this amazing thing. I mean, if you get a chance just to stalk her for the cat, it's it's worth it. She, it's amazing. But she posted a question in our in our comments, and she said, "My cat is a total weirdo. He won't eat food until he gets his pets first.、Uh, he doesn't get into any mischief." He doesn't play with the laser red dot. I don't think he even knows he's a cat. He was a feral rescue, and he is still very timid around us. Anything I can do to help him be more social and brave? I think it's an appropriate,、uh, you know, for our theme of happiness. It's a very appropriate, you know, question to have. So,、uh, unfortunately, Rachel didn't join us because of my、uh, technical issues of lateness. But if we can still answer her question. That would be awesome because then I can, you know, direct her to to the answer and say that it's available. Yes, let's go for that. So first,、mm-hmm. let's talk about、um, helping him to be more confident, helping to be more brave, and helping him to be more social. And to do that, what we want to do is to play with the cat 
but we want to play with your cat in a way that's interactive, meaning that you're going to play with your cat with either a fishing pole type toy or a wand type toy. So, first of all, not only should you not worry about your cat not wanting to use the laser pointer, but you should toss that laser pointer immediately. Because when you do use a laser pointer with a cat, it actually makes the cat feel more fearful and more stressed and less brave. And this is because with a laser pointer, the cat could never capture that dot. And it's the captures for a cat that boost confidence, make the cat feel brave, but they make the cat feel like the ruler of his territory, in charge of his kingdom, and so forth. So toss the laser pointer. You actually have a pretty smart cat because he's realized that um, hunting that red dot is completely pointless. All of his great hunting techniques are going to waste. He can never capture that little red dot. He can never tangibly feel it between his paws or between his teeth. So toss it. He's been taught that it's a pointless activity.、Um, and I really do wish that pet supply stores did not sell laser pointers as toys for cats because they're completely. Yeah, and if and, and for our friends, our meow mentors out there who have a laser pointer, yeah, you can throw it away. If you choose to use it, okay. Make sure that it's only the prelude and the beginning of your play session, and not the entirety of the play session. So the the dot progresses from okay, now we're gonna get the fishing pole or the this or the that, and continue to play with the cat. We're talking about a five minute exercise here. We're not talking about you're gonna spend the next thirty, the next three hours playing with the cat. No, Just a few no, minutes, five ten、no、minutes. So. There、so、no、go from laser,、fight. and if you start with the laser, it's just an attention getter. Immediately shift to the fishing pole toy, the cat dancer, whatever, and then let the cat capture it and complete the play cycle. But just to, just in case anyone's worried and they have a laser and they don't want to throw it away or give it away, go, it's fine if you use it as long as it's only the preamble, as long as it's only the appetizer for the、try. actual play session, which is with. The stick or whatever. In a few seconds, because we do want to trigger the cat's prey drive with something that he can actually capture, and、mm -hmm. um, yeah, and as you pointed out, you know, a play session should not be more than like seven to ten minutes. You know, there is no cat who's going to hunt for something for half an hour. Most cats' actual hunting <laughs> sessions, if they were outside, would be maybe ten minutes or so. So. Toss the laser pointer, or use it for three seconds, and put it down, and get that fishing pole type toy or wand type toy. And what we want to do is we want to simulate a hunt. So the beauty of the fishing pole toy is not only can you manipulate it, so you can, you know, move the toy like prey and simulate that hunt, but you're at the helm for this entire thing. So everything that's going on. All of these great feelings with the captures, all of this boosted confidence when he gets the capture and eats his prey, you're at the helm. It's all associated with you. You're creating all of these positive associations. So, get out that fishing pole type toy and move it like prey. So, sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down. It's scurrying around. It's hiding. Sometimes it will stop. You know, real, real prey will play dead to try to trick the cat. Real prey may lose its stamina during the game, and during this time, the cat may paw at it a little bit, or you know, attempt to get near it. And let this happen. This is realistic for the cat. So conduct the play session, mimic prey,、um, have fun with it. At the end of a long day, I'm giving you permission to pretend you're a, a bird or a snake or a bug. So go ahead and have some fun. You can even、um, emit noises if you want. Yes, you know, have fun with <laughs> it. It's, it's good for. It's therapeutic for you too. 
So I do. If you saw my play sessions, you'd think I, he's nuts because I, I actually do emit the noises like a little bird or a mouse or a, you know, I rarely do the snake because I think it scares them a bit. They think I'm hissing at him like a cat. But I, but I generally will emulate a mouse or a bird or something like that. So you, if you yeah. saw me playing with the cats, you'd think I was insane. But you're having fun and your cat is yeah. having fun. And that's the best part of the whole thing. Yeah. So we're playing with our cat for maybe seven to ten minutes. Um, now what I want you to do is think about the prey is getting tired, the prey is getting injured, the prey is dying. So slowly wind down that session. You know, the prey is losing its stamina. And now I want you to let your cat have that one last final juicy capture. He has now captured that dead prey and immediately follow this with food. So most people don't end the play session with food, but cats expect to catch and kill and cats then expect to eat what they caught and killed. So for the session to be pointless, if your cat to want to participate in it, it needs to be realistic. So wind the, wind the session down, slow it down. The, the prey is tired, the prey is injured, the prey dies, the cat captures it between his paws or between his teeth and immediately follow this with food. It can be a treat, it can be a portion of the cat's regular meal. If the cat is on prescription food, that can be used Whatever the cat likes is fine. So immediately follow that with food. And now your cat, I mean, talk about feeling brave. Your cat is feeling brave. He's he's conquered, you know, the prey in his environment. He's the he's the brave conqueror, he's the successful hunter. He's he's feeling really great. Every time he does those captures, um, his brain emits all of those feel-good chemicals. And all of this is being associated with his home, all of this is being associated with you. So the best way to boost confidence in a cat and help him feel brave and help him feel more social is through interactive play. It, it boosts confidence and it is probably the most powerful tool to create and strengthen cat-human bonds. Fantastic. And for uh, April's benefit, because I happen to know April, we share a uh, mentor in common. This should sound familiar. And also don't forget frequency and repetition. It works for you and it should work for your cat too. What that means is Rachel's talking about a play session. Don't think that this is like you're going to do this one time, one day, and the cat will now be the Lion King. We're talking about frequency and repetition. This is something yeah. that you should do at least once a day, maybe more than once a day. That depends on your schedule. I don't want to impose on you, but once a day for weeks, weeks, months. I was and you'll see life yes and you'll see that now that it becomes a part of the cat's life the confidence goes up and up and up and up, and up. exactly and within three months you'll have a lion king yes but that's the thing frequency and repetition which reminds me of another training device i learned for cats a long time ago which was you have a timid cat and uh and you can start to train it to, to have a little less timidity by it has its paws here and you put your hand out and let it let it come to you slightly and then pull it away gently, not like like that. So not, not in an aggressive way, but gently move it further away and just keep doing that. And that gradually also builds the cat's confidence to reach to you. So so it's, this is not a general confidence boost like the play session, but this is a have affinity for you as a person. So if you, uh, I think you're probably past this April because your cat is, is, but you did say it's still a little reticent with you. So that's one thing you can do is it sit there, you reach out to the cat and let the cat come, you know, move, 
move towards you. You see that they'll get curious about your fingers. They'll get curious about it inevitably. If not, I mean, spray it with a cat or something. But like, you'll see. And and just the thing is, is don't actually let it touch you. Move it slightly away, just like a, an inch. And then as it keeps getting closer and closer, eventually you can get it, let it touch you and then start petting it and fussing it. But that's how you gradually get it to get a little bit more like it's safe to reach as you withdraw. And then eventually you stop withdrawing. So that's another little device I learned, like a technique, if you will, uh, to boost the, the confidence in you. So that was that's a, that's really fantastic. I don't have anything to add to that except what you just said. We have a couple comments. Um, uh, this one from uh, somebody who is a Facebook user, you have to click that little link that lets StreamYard reveal who you are. So I don't know, but that's okay. It says, my cat will let me pick her up, even if she's angry and hissing at whatever is upsetting her. That's fantastic. My cats do the same thing. Both of them, both Emily and Charlotte, could be angry and upset, hissing and pissing. And they still let me pick them up. They have no trouble with that. And in fact, Charlotte will meow, 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 and then start purring. So, and don't, so and don't she, worry overly if your cat doesn't like to be picked up. Mm-hmm. I mean, some cats find that loss of control a, a little bit upsetting and a little mm-hmm. bit stressful. It doesn't mean that the cat doesn't love you if she doesn't always like to be picked up. Oh, yeah, that's for yeah. sure. And, 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 and Charlotte, for example, is an example of, uh, in this context, obviously, not we're not talking about human relations now, when uh, no does mean yes, because Charlotte <laughs> will protest, meow, 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 and then within seconds start purring so that's a that's that's what i mean by that and then leslie shale our our friend says it's a bit different when you have two cats now see i have two cats rachel dr rachel also has two cats so is it really no i mean you can have a multiple cat household and you still want to make sure that your cats get regular play sessions you know they might have companionship with each other but there is no there really is no substitute for those regular interactive play sessions with a fishing pole or wand type toy cats are natural born hunters they need you know there may not be a lot still attaching domesticated cats of today to their ancestors of thousands of years ago but um hunting is one is one of them they do need to hunt they do know that they need that regular stimulation. They do, do need that feeling of, of capture. It's very, very important. You can do it however you want. If your cats get along and you want to have a group play session, that's completely fine as long as they each get the opportunity to have a capture. If there's one cat who's more dominant and always sort of taking over the game, then you may want to separate them and you know do a play session with one of the cats like in a bedroom with a door closed. But if they get along and they share, it's completely fine to do the play sessions together. Yeah. So in other words, the answer is it's up to you and up to them. And, and it really doesn't make a huge yeah. difference. It's as all long as they good. Get, cat gets a final capture and food at the end. That's all that matters. You know, some people, the cats will play together fine. Some people have cats where one's a little more dominant and one's a little more submissive. So use your best judgment <laughs> on that. As long as each cat gets that chance to have that final capture and food, that's the important part. So Leslie says thank you, and I say thank you to Leslie for the very excellent question. That was helpful, I'm sure, to a great, great many people. So the next, uh, so back to our happy cats thing. So we talked about the body language. So uh, and and the rest of these questions are going to be pretty fast. So what types of behavior does a happy cat have? So I'll tell you what the answer is not hiding under the bed, uh, you know, never giving you the time of day. 
uh, scratching you, biting. Those are not happy cat signs. So what are the behaviors of a happy cat in, in short form? Yeah, so, you know, happy cats, they feel comfortable in their, a happy cat basically feels comfortable in her environment, is having all of her, her needs met. So a happy cat is eating regularly, grooming herself, using the litter box, drinking her water, playing, using her scratching post and so forth. So if you have a cat who is, you know, not using the litter box, there is something stressing that cat out or there is some need with the litter box that is not being met. If you have a cat who's scratching your furniture, it's because she has a need that's not being met in terms of an appropriate scratching post or pad. If you have a cat who's not grooming herself, this is a cat who's feeling anxiety and stress. Um, it's, it's hard to use affection as a barometer of cats feeling happy because there are some cats who prefer to, you know, rather than be on your lap, they'd rather sit in the corner or be in the same room and that's completely fine. So some of that comes down to personality, mm -hmm. but happy cats are going about their lives, not feeling stress and not feeling anxiety. So they are eating, drinking, peeing and pooping in the litter box, using their scratching posts, playing and generally seem like alert and um, um, not stressed within their environment and within their surroundings. So like you said, a cat who is always hiding and not coming out, a cat who starts um, peeing outside of the box, a cat who is not eating and not drinking. These are cats that are showing signs that they don't feel comfortable enough to meet their own basic needs. Yeah. So just remember that uh... It's it's a bit it's not too dissimilar from a human being in the sense right. that uh, a cat could be very affectionate to you, and that could be a sign of their happiness, but it could be a sign of their neediness or feeling insecure and worried, and and you just happen to be their you know maternal or whatever their figure of security, which isn't the end of the world. Obviously, it's great to have a cuddly cat, but. It's not a sign of happiness or dishappiness. You can have cuddly cats who are depressed. You could have right. people who are, you know, seeking solace in their partner. And yet they're my, I have family like this. My aunt and uncle are like this, uh, late uncle, unfortunately, but, but my aunt was, uh, depressed, uh, for her entire life. She still is. Uh, and she always sought the comfort, the solace and the codependency with her husband, my uncle, who's now passed away. And now she's actually looking a bit better because her codependency is gone and impossible. And now she's forced to fend for herself a little bit. So sadly, uh, she's a tiny bit better, but still depressed. So so that affection and closeness is not a sign of happiness, but it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. I'm not saying that I'd prefer her to have been alone her whole life, but I'm just saying that that it's, uh, if the, the question is behavior of a happy cat. So right. we're looking a cat, at- right. A cat can know. be happy and, for, and prefer to spend her days, you know, in the cat tree. That's okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So don't yeah. don't be offended by that. Exactly. That's just that's just a cat, you know. Yes. You you know. So then uh, number three should be pretty uh, easy, I think, for us to to address quickly, which is what vocalizations are happy noises. So obviously we know that's not a hiss, never right. a hiss. A hiss is never a happy sign or a growl. Or I don't know if you've ever heard your cat's growl, but. Cats will growl sometimes. My Emily is a very good growler. I call her a, a dog sometimes or a snake. But um, so those are not vocalizations. But what are the vocalizations of the happy cat? Yeah, and I'd add spitting. That's another one that's not a happy sign as well. <laughs> okay, well, I've never seen my cat. My cats oh, have yeah. never done that. But yeah, I, I imagine, I yeah, that would not be good. 
No, it's not good. I work with a lot of feral cats, and they will make that spitting sound.、Um, so yeah, purring most of the time is a sign of a happy cat in terms of a vocalization. Um, there are some cats who will purr to self-soothe when they're stressed,、mm -hmm. but most of the time, if your cat's in your home and you're petting your cat and she's purring, this is a sign of a a, a, a happy vocalization. The、mm -hmm. standard meow, you know, cats will cats don't meow to each other; they meow to humans. So a cat who meows to you, that's usually a standard greeting, or the cat wants to have a conversation, or the cat wants to locate you in a home. Those are all good signs.、Um, chirps, trills, those types of noises are all happy cats. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those are typically happy sounds. All those noises. Sorry,、yeah. I'm, I'm imitating it because in case someone's never heard of them, that's kind of what it sounds like. Yes. And I used to be a voice actor, so that's my excuse. It's not that I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm trying、perfect. to be. I used to be a professional paid voice artist,、uh, and I would still do it if someone would pay me and have me. But、uh, but it's just a professional thing I did. So I'm trying to exercise some of those well, latent that, that talents. Very well done. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>、uh, I mean, Charlotte and Emily think so. They love having conversations with me. <laughs> So yeah, so those are all. But I, I don't have anything to add to that. Those are all the vocalizations that I know of、um, uh, that that will be a sign of a happy cat. So the last question that I have around happy cats is is an is another is a funny one. It's there is a famous meme known as Happy Cat. Now I can't show people that on here、uh, because most people will be listening to this. But the happy cat meme, and it's.、Uh, but、I'm, you may have seen it. If not, look it up. Just Google happy cat, one word, happy cat, in which a kitten jumps up and down when their family arrives home. And the question is: Is this a common or happy behavior? Now, I'll say that my cats have never jumped up and down, but when I arrive home, be it from just going out for a little bit or from an extended trip. My cats will fly down the stairs, like Emily. Literally, so I have a three-story house. Will come from the loft bedroom, and it seems like a Star Trek transporter. It seems like she teleports down the speed with which she she must not even go down the stairs. She must just jump from the top to the bottom of the whole staircase, and she's instantly right there.、Uh, she'll do that when my uncle visits from uh, from uh, Arizona. I mean, it's just. It's crazy how fast she is. Charlotte likes to hang out downstairs in the daytime, so she'll just just like pop around the corner and sashay her way in.、Uh, so greeting you certainly, I think, is a pretty common behavior. But、yes. the jumping up and down, I've never seen. So, Doctor Rachel, have you ever? Is that a common thing? Is you know? Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen the meme, but you know, most cats don't jump up and down on their hind legs. Yeah, kind of how we're picturing it. But、um, cats, <laughs> or even just like this, you know, they're not bunnies, right? right.、Um, but you know, as you said, cats when they hear you arrive home, they will come and greet you at the door.、Um, you know, you'll hear that cat jumping off the the cat tree, or the you know, you'll hear that little sound of the cat jumping off the bed or whatever to come down and see you. But、um, yeah, I mean, greeting you when you come home is is a, definitely a sign of a cat who's bonded to you and, and is happy. You know, is connected、yeah. with you.、Um, cats will often meow. They'll come to the door. They maybe they may move a little slow, slower. I think you used the word sashay, but they'll <laughs> often want to come and see you. 
and and reconnect with you when you've been gone for a while. So this definitely just because Charlotte's a real flowy cat. She like yeah. she's smooth. Emily's more like boom boom boom. Her tail is like like that, like a like a kung fu. Whereas Charlotte's more like she flows like a you know groovy '60s you know thing. <laughs> so um so Leslie says I am getting used to my rescue Bengal being so very vocal, particularly at night. Yeah, Bengals are known to be a vocal breed. Um, my Charlotte's not any no not at all Bengal and she's quite she's very vocal not at night thankfully knock on wood uh Emily can be very vocal when she wants something like I want to go outside or I want to I'm hungry and she'll be very vocal so uh so yeah absolutely and but there's it's, a way to, you can um mm -hmm. work with that too you know the nighttime vocalizations um if you think about the way our schedules work versus the way cat schedules work you know we're usually busy during the day we're out at work or maybe we're working from mm -hmm. home we're doing our activities whatever it is we're out and about and busy and usually because of this usually your cat might spend a lot of time during the day napping so if you can break up that daytime napping with puzzle feeders that can really help you know to keep your cat up during the day more meaning she'll be more tired at night but the best thing to do is have a very robust interactive play session with a fishing pole type toy the way i just described as close to your bedtime as possible as close to when you close your eyes as possible because after you have this session you put your cat into a natural hunt eat sleep cycle and by doing this you can get your cat to sleep longer during the night and that will help a lot with that you know those that'll help because yeah. i mean the only the only thing i uh have ever heard about this is to uh ignore it because if you don't ignore it and you respond to it they will just learn that you respond to it so you know yelling at the cat doesn't do any good responding no. to it just ignoring it now that can be difficult when you're trying to sleep and you just want to yeah. yell shut that you know what up but uh you know but to work within your cat's natural instincts within <laughs> our natural hunting instincts to get her to sleep more through the mm -hmm. night yeah um, so you're just kind of manipulating the cat with your play session yes. in a good way so yeah, that's kind of like, you know, resetting her internal clock, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is which is great. And then uh our our friend who did, doesn't reveal the identity it says my cat hides from me because she's angry I left her, takes her several hours to get over it. Yeah. That that from my understanding is is a common behavior for cats. They're yeah. they're a bit standoffish when you're away for if I'm away for too long, then that's how my cats generally react. They'll they'll be like not hiding, but they'll be like standoffish with me because that was they're, they're letting me know that that was just too long. Like I can deal with the, you know, four days max, but that, you know, two weeks was just unacceptable. Yeah. And so that that is is their kind of way to do that. And so it's not uh, really anger, it's, it's separation anxiety. So it's not like they're angry yeah. at you. You know, they're confused. They don't understand. We can't say to the cat, I'm going away on vacation. I'll be mm -hmm. back in five days. I so try. I try to do that. Yeah, it's not that she's mad. The, the cat's not really mad. The cat is. The cat's confused. The cat is stressed, and the cat is anxious. Um, so when this happens, it's always best to let the cat go at the cat's pace. You know, don't try to pull her out if she's hiding. Um, she'll come out on her own, and I'll I will be forgiven and forgotten after a couple of days. Yeah. And okay, so this is an interesting one. I'm going camping today and she knows and is hiding. Yeah. So so that's an interesting one because I, I do also have that experience where it's like my cat, even though we, we, we tell our cats, 
it seems like they sense what we're about yeah. to go and they they're, they're not happy about they that know. and they let they us know, know. Yeah. so they know the yeah. signs you know we may be stressed about leaving we may be stressed about you know our cats traveling or whatever yeah. but we're emitting a different smell you know i can't smell adrenaline or stress in another person but cats can so we're emitting stress we're emitting adrenaline we're emitting these um smells that indicate that a change is about to come and the cat does pick up on that and we're probably doing things that are out of our routine you know there might be suitcases mm. that appear and they've learned to associate those suitcases yeah not you know, all cats jump in the suitcase or some no, of them no, jump in there like, to say oh, don't go without me right <laughs> so i'm like oh i've seen this before i know what, what's about to happen so you know yeah. the packing the, the preparing that those are all signals that we are subconsciously giving to our cats that we are going away um they do they they pick up on all those signals and they can definitely get stressed yeah and the solution yeah. to that of course is very simple don't go <laughs> just stay oh, yeah. home your, your screw your vacation yeah. your holiday your marriage whatever just so stay home with your cats <laughs> your cat would be happiest yes if your schedule yeah, that's exactly the same they love predictability they love routine yeah yeah yeah, yeah, but you know, in all honesty, I've had to, you know, change up the routine on my cats several times, which includes changing their feeding times, uh, you know, by a couple hours and all of that. And you know, while I'm not, I'm not encouraging anyone to do that. It's not that if you do it with compassion and patience and and, and without neglect. It's fine. You know, I have two cats. They're very different personalities from each other and they they both adjust. Do they love it? No, they don't love it when a change like that happens. But it doesn't kill them. It doesn't hurt them. It's okay. You know, so okay. it's uh, And if you know just, a change yeah, is coming, yeah. if you know something's going to um, be changing in your life, you can take that opportunity a few weeks before to start gradually easing them into it. You know, if you know that you used to um, feed them at eight and now you know you're going to have to feed them at 10. You know, start before you know you need to and and start slowly moving that time back to where you know you need to do it. So you can do things incrementally and gradually so they get used to it. Yeah. And Leslie brings up a good point. And this is back to the vocalizations thing um, that she brought up as I've reciprocated. So, <laughs> in fact, I've encouraged him. But when I stop, he stops, too. All right. Don't feel guilty, Leslie. I've done the same thing with Charlotte. Like we could, and, and it's not for any other reason than her meow is so compelling and so cute and so operatic. She's like a diva. And so when she starts meowing, I always have to respond. Charlotte, honey bear. Because they're cute. I, I just, I can't resist. And so, and it could be like three in the morning and I'm sitting there, you know, yelling after Charlotte. But she doesn't do it often, thankfully. It is sometimes irritating to the partner when I, you know, I'm paying attention to Charlotte and we're trying to actually sleep. But, you know, it's not it's not the end of the world. But, yeah, I, I've made that same sort of mistake of responding, reciprocating and thereby encouraging the behavior yeah. and teaching them yeah. that I responded. It's OK. I, I do not have any advice on how to resist that because, you know, while we are cat experts, I am not a, you know, uh, master of human psychology and behavior. You know, I do have some expertise and talents in that, but to, to teach you how to have the self-control and self-restraint <laughs> in, in resisting an irresistible cat, 
I don't know how to do that. Honestly, I don't know how to teach someone to, to not do that because so, I yeah. haven't done it. Rachel, yeah. Dr. Rachel, if you know how to teach someone to have the willpower and fortitude to resist their irresistible cat, then, uh, you know, let us know. But yeah, I'm sorry, I can't help with that one. Yeah, Leslie, you might be on your own. <laughs> <laughs> You're on your own, Leslie, with that one. Your cat sounds too cute. Yeah. And so too, he sounds too cute to mute. And, and Leslie doesn't seem overly upset with the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that expression, too cute to mute. I like that, yes. So our friend says, thanks for your help and suggestions. Thank Great. you for your questions, your participation, and your comments. Uh, they're really appreciated. They keep us going. They keep us, give us food for thought. And I hope this has been a, a helpful episode for everybody, uh, generally centered around happiness and happy cats and the signs and all of that. Uh, but also we had some particular questions which were relevant to that topic as well. So, uh, Dr. Rachel, is there anything else you'd care to share or say or ask uh, before yeah. we end today's episode? I would just say if somebody was listening in and they have a question that we didn't get to, feel free to reach out to me through my website, drrachelcatbehavior.com. And I'm happy to answer any questions that you have completely free of charge. And, you know, again, like what Justin said, thank you so much for, for participating and for you know, um, writing in with your questions because it's really fun when we feel like we can help people. Absolutely. And drrachelcatbehavior.com for the benefit of people who aren't watching and seeing it on the screen. It's Dr. Dr. Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, cat, C-A-T, behavior, B-E-H-A-V-I-O-R, spelled the American way, not the British way, dot com. drrachelcatbehavior.com. Uh, Dr. Rachel does not charge for her services. So I'm not selling. We don't have an affiliate relationship or any kind of referral partnership. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But because she doesn't exchange money, I don't get money out of this. I do it because I love Dr. Rachel because she's on a mission to help at least a thousand cats a year stay in their homes. And I'm on a mission to help a million more cats get adopted. So the two of us together, because uh, my mission would be useless if a million cats get adopted and then two million get surrendered to kill shelters. That, that would be like my nightmare. So uh, so we work together as a team to help people uh, pick, pamper, and protect. They're practically perfect pussy cats for a lifetime of unconditional love. Dr. Rachel Geller, thank you. And thank you, everybody, for watching or listening. Let us know what you think in any comments. Uh, make sure you leave us some nice little reviews if you're listening on Apple Podcast or if you're watching on YouTube or wherever you are. We always appreciate your feedback. Make it positive, make it pertinent, and we're very grateful for it. Leslie, thank you both. It's been great. Thank you again, Leslie. It's been an honor, and we are grateful to have you. Until next time. <laughs>